Welcome to Macedonian Postcards. Dobrodojdovte vo Makedonske razglednica. My name is David Belidis. Ja sum Dragi Spasovski. And we're your hosts for this show. It's brought to you by Izvor Music. You can look at our website at izvormusic.com. That's spelled I-Z-V-O-R, music.com. Today's podcast is from Tetovsko. And the song is Ori Mome, Lastar Mome. and the very first time was introduced by Olga Sitchin. We have talked a couple of times about Olga Sitchin. I've mentioned her name during the podcasts a few more times. And just to remind who Olga Sitchin was, Olga Sitchin is from Tetovsko, born in Tetovo. In the 50s, early 50s, uh, she moved to Skopje and that's where she spent all her life. She recorded solo with Narod Instrumenti, which is Tambura, Kaval, Gaida, and Tapan. And the very first time when she started her radio recording career, she started singing with the Chalgia Orchestra. She has a number of songs which are still being in use in the programs, broadcasted in the programs of Radioscopia. And I'm listening to Radio Macedonia satellite program, and very often I can hear one song of Olga Sitchin solo or duet with her first cousin, which means her uncle's brother, Simo Gavrovsky. They also recorded several songs as a duet. Olga Sitchin is still known mostly for the song Aide Dalisnaish Pametish Milice. first one who recorded the famous song Shekerino Maloi Mome. Later on it was re-recorded by other groups, 
but her song is slightly, slightly different from the one that you can widely hear nowadays because it has its own originality, its own beauty, and a very special way of interpretation, which is very specific for Olga Sitchin. And that's what her trademark is, actually, her voice. I've said is an area rich with singers and folk songs, just like any other areas. But the thing is, the city of Tetovo has a specific melodic forms, which can be recognized by the dialect most of the time. And there is adequately urban songs as well as country songs, which is village songs. I would like to mention the ones which are not very often mentioned coming from that area, and those are the trios and a couple of duets coming from the Tetovo, Gostiva, or Mavrovo area. Because a lot of them, they originate from Mavrovo area, but they have come down to the cities, nearby cities, and the closest ones are Gostiva and Tetovo. The most famous and well-known are the singing trio Gavrovsky, which is the first one, Bracha Gavrovsky, and then it was trio Gavrovsky because the first one was replaced with trio Gavrovsky, and it's still two brothers and a son, one of the first original brother. They got together and found the trio Gavrovsky. Slave was the one, or Miroslav was his original name, for some reason stopped singing and was no longer in the group, and the substitute was his son, which is again Miroslav. Today you can still see the trio Gavrovsky, and Bratia Gavrovsky, you can hear only the recordings. They do not exist anymore. And then again, there's another trio, Mokri Bratia, whose repertoire are songs deeply, deeply coming from a traditional source. What does that mean, traditional source? Meaning clear, originate from who knows when, they never did any changes in the lyrics, in the interpretation. It sounds like a crude singing, but it's very nice, pleasant, and blends with the instruments, which mostly, mostly uh, these songs are being accompanied by cavals or a gaida. In Trio Mokri Bracha, most of the songs did record with Kaval and gaidas. Trio Mokri Bracha are the winners of the very famous, I don't know if that manifestation is still going on, but that was the Bratislava Radio Diffusion Song Contest, which used to take place once a year in Bratislava, and it was not a live competition. Every studio from the European radio stations would send a recording of a song 
we should be, you know, taken into the competition list. So these guys, Mokri Bratia, once won that competition, and it's not that it made them famous. They did not aim to a fame. They were just singers because they loved singing, because that was part of their life that was in their blood. And mostly wherever they went to any kind of a gathering, any kind of an event which includes people and atmosphere of happiness, people start singing, and that's how they did their whole mm-hmm. lives. So just being taken to the studio was a coincidence or intention of somebody who discovered them and said, let's, you know, let's just put this on a tape and have it for the posterity. And that's exactly what happened. I don't know their names, unfortunately. I left the group, he moved to Zagreb, and the trio no more existed. They stopped any kind of recordings. I'm sure, you know, they, they kept on singing for the gatherings around, and I'm positive there was another person included just, you know, to make a complete trio singing for the fun. So I never heard later on recording again for Radioscopia. And this is the information that I got from uh, late Zivko Firfov once we were talking about uh, the song competition. And he mentioned this, he brought it up. And I'm glad he did say that because, you see, after so many years, they have been up on the, the gender of somebody's conversation. So we've mentioned in previous podcasts, we've mentioned both of these groups. And my question now is, I can't remember if we talked about this. These groups were older groups. Did you ever meet them or talk with any of the members of either of these two groups? Unfortunately, no. Our paths never crossed. They appear at the time when I was not really, while I kind of abstained, from the recording stage of radio, and I was not very active to be present over there. Unfortunately, I miss them. I would have been very happy to to have met them, but I never did. And at the time when the, the second trio appeared, I was gone from Macedonia. And again, I missed the chance to meet the second guys. But I did record one of the songs of the first Bratia Gavrovsky, Oriano Sokolyano. Right, we'll be getting to that in a future podcast. Yeah, we will be getting there. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And then I'd like to mention again another good singer. She never became famous singer, but she was present at that stage of radio recording 
she never became really a member of that parade of stars. But she had a specific beauty in her voice. She brought some new songs from Mavrovo area. And she was very original in the interpretation, still not polluted by these modern effects in the singing. And that's uh, Jagoda Filipovska. started her career, unfortunately didn't last for long, in 1964. And how do I remember this? I remember this because that's the time exactly when my mother started recording for Radioscopia. And the first time I heard Jagoda Filipovska was in a program when they introduced new singers, new recordings with new singers, and it was my mother and Jagoda Filipovska, which told me that they started at the very same time of the recordings. Uh, later on, in 1972, I think, yes, 1972, she made her first debut on the vinyl records for Yugotone. It was Petze, actually, who made the attempt of introducing a new singer into this field of making records, hard copies. And that was the only record she made, and that, unfortunately, was the last time when I heard of Jagoda Filipovska recording. I had heard her songs on the radio, but the ones that she recorded prior to this time. So what's the reason not recording anymore? I don't know. Is it something personal? Is it something that she had a change in her life or she didn't want to record anymore? I have no idea. So she made the one recording and that's it? No, it was not on one recording. She made few recording sessions, but not so many songs. Like, you know, one recording session, David, is two or three songs. Uh And very seldom can be four songs. But they did not, you know, practice recording four songs at once. Usually two songs or three songs. So, Diagoda Filipuska probably has no more than 10 songs, which tells me she had only very few sessions. Is she known for a particular song that made her visible to people? The ones who love traditional music, she's easily recognized. The ones who are not really into these have to be told and reminded uh-huh. who she is. She's from Tetosko also. She's then. from Mavrovsko. Mavrovsko. Mavrovsko, but which is the same, you know, area. I was surprised, you know, that uh, on YouTube once I sometimes seldom read the comments. And there was a guy who makes his comments in English, but the name... His username sounds very French, like uh, Moustache, which is Moustache. Somebody posted a song of Yagoda, and he said, 
Oh, I wish people have posted more songs of this singer. And I said, this guy from abroad knows of Iago de Filipovski. And that's what I said. People who are interested into this field, mm -hmm. they can easily notice her interpretation. So she's known to connoisseurs of the music in a way. Exactly. But she deserves to be mentioned because she made her own spot mm -hmm. in the Macedonian folk music anthology. So let's talk about Orimome, Lastarmome, the meaning of the song. The meaning of the song is it's taken from a life event. Description of a feeling of mourning for somebody who was lost in the family and keeping up with following the traditional regulations in everyday life. In the song, a young lady is being asked, why aren't you getting married? Enough of being a maid. Get married and marry me. And she says, I cannot marry, still not get married, because my mother passed away, and there is still not half of a year passed. And the tradition in this mourning ritual is to be in mourning for a whole year. And after that, you're released from that mourning restriction and you can have celebration, marriages, christening parties, uh, keeping up with uh, the holidays. So this woman in the song is telling a suitor that she can't get married because she's still in mourning for her mother. Exactly, basically. exactly. Because she tells him there is still not even a half of a year. Right. Yeah, that's how you go. 40 days, a half a year, a year. If you don't stop the morning in 40 days, you should keep it until half of a year, six months. So sometimes you could stop after 40 days? Yes. How, do you, how does one know whether to mourn 40 days or six months or years? Are there, does it depend on the relationship? The relationship and the person alike. If that's an elderly person in their late life, like in the 90s, passed away, and he's not directly connected in the family, like being an uncle or something, then you can be released from that restriction, especially the younger ones. If that's somebody closer, but not in the immediate family, you can go until six months. But the thing is, if you don't do that on the day of the sixth month, you cannot do it the next day. Ah, uh, you have to wait a year. Yes. And if you don't take the black where in a year time, you keep it on for three years. Does that mean that, for example, if this young woman didn't 
take her. So she was wearing black probably. Yes. If she didn't change her clothes after a year of mourning, she'd have to keep wearing that for three years. Could she get married within that three-year period? She can, she can, but uh, with no celebration, no music, no, because she's still in mourning. So is it a personal preference after a year to keep it for three years? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And some people keep it for a lifetime. Wow. Wow. You know, this came up on a recent comment on the EEFC list. Does or did Macedonia have uh, professional mourners that attended funerals? Way back, yes, but no longer. No longer. Actually, you know what? Now, nowadays in the villages, you can still hear people, a woman mostly, crying. We use the word ready. Ready is meaning keeping up, adding one thing after another about the person, the deceased person. Ready, when you put something in a row, that's ready. Like sorting in a row, that's ready. That's these mourners, professional mourners used to do. They'll be adding one thing after another about connected with the person, the, his life, things that he missed in his life, the things he did not finish, the things he accomplished, you know. I have heard these professional mourners when my father passed away. You mean you had professional mornings at your dad's funeral? No, 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 no. I did not finish. No. When my father passed away, we were visiting his grave the third or the seven days, actually, pardon me. Seven days. That's how you go. The next morning, seven days. And whoever, you know, feels sorrow, they go every day. But you have to be there for this the first day, seven days, 40 days, and so forth. So on the seventh day, we were... The family goes around my father's grave, and all of a sudden, I could hear this more like singing, one leading and, and two kind of droning. And I said to my mom, Mom, somebody is singing. She said, no, they are not singing, they are reading. And I said, what do you mean reading? And she said, those ladies are specially invited to cry over. They're not crying, but it sounds like crying. But they are just, you know, kind of a, in a way of a singing, a sad singing, telling things about this one. So that was the only time when I heard. Nowadays, I don't think you can find them anymore because people don't even practice uh, to do that on the grave. And my mother used to do that for my father every time we used to go. The first thing, we'd light the candles, we'd light the, the oil, whatever it's called in English, I don't know. Yeah, it's a container that... Uh, yes. A clear, like a, you, often it could be red glass or something where yes. they have oil in it and then they light a flame yes. in the yeah. oil. We yes. call it candilo. Candilo? Candilo, yes. So we'd light that and my mother would just, just go over the grave and... But the difference was she was not singing, she was crying, crying. She was weeping. She was crying, weeping with tears. Right. While this, you know, professionals, they don't, they don't cry with tears. But your mother was just, she wasn't doing this reading thing. She was just crying because that, she was sad, obviously. That's what I said. Right, the difference right. was they were professional hired to, to read 
without crying. And my mother was crying because she felt like crying. You've been listening to Macedonian Postcards brought to you by EzvorMusic.com. Слушавте Македонска разгледница, представено от EzvorMusic.com. We're your hosts, David Belidis и Драги Спасовски. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Благодарим, че бяхте с нас и до слушания.